Have you ever wondered about our solar system? Do you know what Oxford and Cambridge are? Do you know who led to the discovery of the planet Neptune? You will find out in this podcast created by Monique Dak and I, Naya Batson, Emily Gao, and Stacy Tranquil. And, and we, we are, are from Girls Talk Math. Our featured astronomer, scientist, and writer today is none other than Mary Fairfax Somerville. She is an important woman figure in math who influenced many through the numerous scientific books she wrote. So, let's get started. I'll try to make this short and sweet. Mary was born in Scotland, 1780, to Margaret Charters and Lieutenant William George Fairfax. As a child, Mary's father wasn't around a lot, and her mother really didn't care what she did as long as she prayed and studied the Bible. In her own words, she was allowed to grow up a wild creature. At this time in history, education for girls was borderline terrible. Mary actually started studying algebra on accident when she was 13, thus starting her life of math. With the help of her brother's tutor, when Mary was 24, she married her cousin. Ew! Her new husband's name was Samuel Greg. Greg was a total math buzzkill and was the opposite of supportive of his cousin and wife's love for math. Was it because he was in the Russian Navy? I'm pretty sure that had nothing to do with it, never mind. Anyway, the buzzkill croaked and left Mary with their two sons. Without the buzzkill in her life, Mary was thriving as an independent woman. She mastered Jay Ferguson's astronomy. It gets better. Despite the disapproval of her friends and family, Mary became a student of Isaac Newton's Principia. That sounds fancy, right? So after some time as a single woman, Mary remarried. She married another cousin in 1812 named Dr. William Somerville, and they had four kids. An important character trait for him is that he was not a math buzzkill like Mary's last cousin husband. Mary's scientific investigations began in 1825 with magnetism. She also became an author. Her book actually got refuted in the future, but at the time, it made her fellow scientists respect her. In 1827, Lord Broham, on behalf of the Society of the Diffusion of Useful Knowledge, started getting in touch with our old gal Mary through her husband. He wanted to know if he was, she was in on a secret project. She was to write a new version of Laplace Mechanics Celeste. And Newton's Principia. This version of the book was supposed to be written to reach a larger audience, and if she failed, the manuscript would be destroyed. Surprise, surprise, the book was a huge success. Mary had a portrait of her in the great hall of her admirers in the castle because of her good work. A legend. Our good sis largely completed her second book in 1832 and 1833. It was published in 1834. Mary's second book was Connection of the Physical Sciences. Then in 1835, she was elected into the Royal Astronomical Society with Caroline Herschel. While all this was happening, Mary wasn't going broke. Oh, no, no. Quite the opposite, actually. The king himself was giving Mary 200 pounds a year. She was getting that coin. The years 1840 to 1857 were Mary's years, to be honest. In the year 1848, at the age of 68, Mary published yet another book called Physical Geography. The York Cathedral actually preached against her, but jokes on them because this was her bestseller. Physical geography was to be used in schools for the next 50 years. Unfortunately, her husband and only son left died, and then Mary's bestie, Herschel, died. That's tough. Mary actually said in 1871, few of my early friends now remain. I'm nearly left alone. Well, she wasn't left alone for long because she died the next year in Naples after completing two more books. Mary went deaf in old age but still somehow managed to read books on higher algebra for four or five hours in the morning, and even to solve problems. From Scotland to Naples, Mary was always doing math. Mary Fairfax Somerville is one of the most important women in math. Somerville wrote numerous books and led to the discovery of Neptune, the planet. She also became one of the first honorary women members of the Royal Astronomical Society. 
Somerville mastered in J. Ferguson's astronomy and became a student of Isaac Newton's Principia. Newton's Principia states his laws of motion, which forms the foundation of classical mechanics. What's classical mechanics? Classical mechanics is the study of the motion of objects. In this study, bodies are continuous and move in orderly, smooth, and predictable patterns. Encouraged by Scotsman William Wallace, a mathematics master at a military college, Mary obtained a library of works to give her a sound background in mathematics. In the summer of 1825, she did experiments on magnetism and wrote the magnetic properties of the violet rays of the solar spectrum, which she presented to the Royal Society in 1826. The paper attracted attention and was the first paper written by a woman to be read by the Royal Society and published in Philosophical Transactions. Somerville was distinguished as an accomplished scientific writer. In 1827, Lord Broadham, part of the Society of Diffusion of Useful Knowledge, started to correspond with Mary through her spouse. He tried to convince her to write a rendition of Laplace's Mechanique Celeste in Newton's Principia. He thought by doing that she could reach a bigger audience by communicating the concepts through experiments and illustrations others could understand. The Mechanism of Heavens was very successful and one of her most famous writings. Soon, a portrait of her was placed in the Hall of the Royal Society. In Europe, 1834, Somerville completed and published her second book, The Connection of the Physical Sciences. This book was about physical phenomena and the connections among the physical sciences, which led to the scientific distinctions. It summarized astronomy, physics, geography, and meteorology. In 1835, Somerville and Caroline Herschel were selected and became the first honorary woman members of the Royal Astronomical Society. In 1836, she wrote of difficulties in calculating the position of Uranus, which may point to the existence of an undiscovered planet. She inspired British astronomer John Couch Adams to start calculations that ultimately led to the discovery of Neptune. In 1848, Somerville published another book, Physical Geography. This work was very successful and was used widely in schools and universities. It was also the first textbook on the subject in English. She later received the Patron's Medal of the Royal Geographical Society for Physical Geography. She published her last scientific book, Molecular and Microscopic Science, in 1869. It summarized the most recent discoveries in chemistry and physics. The same year, she finished her autobiography. Later in her years, she continued to read books on higher algebra for four or five hours in the morning and even to solve problems until passing a peaceful death at the age of 92. Mary had a really rough childhood, so rough that it was one of the most shaping points of her life. She had to go through death of siblings, sexism, and worse, the questionable fashion choices of the early 1800s. Yeah, those dresses were not it. But seriously, she did go through a lot of sexism simply because of the culture back then. Most of the encounters with sexism came from her family, sadly, but she endured. She was only taught to read while her brothers had a whole education, so Mary had to teach herself by reading every book she could find in her house. It's things like these that really show the difference between her generation and ours. You would normally think, Oh, her parents are happy. She's doing something with her life. Because that's how most parents in our time think. But not the families in 1780, apparently. They wanted their daughters to party and sew. Mary's aunt literally criticized her for studying an unladylike occupation. I know you may be thinking, Oh, it's not that bad. It's not like they burned all the books in the house. And while I agree with you, imagine yourself at the family cookout, talking with a fam, and you have this conversation. 
So, Mary, how's life? What are you up to these days? Oh yeah, I'm doing good. I just got from that terrible boarding school my amazing parents sent me to, and now I'm studying science. Um, why are you studying? You're a lady. Act like it. Okay, I take it back. I would love for my family to tell me not to study, but it totally would have stuck for Mary who actually wanted to learn. I mean, I want to learn, but... Next topic. As I said before, Mary had to endure through constant sexism from her family to her more distant family. A.K.A. her cousin. A.K.A. her first husband. The 17th through 1800s was a dark time. Anyway, let's just say their marriage wasn't exactly a happy one. Samuel Greek just didn't understand Mary's want to learn. It wasn't until she married her second husband when she felt truly understood. She finally had friends and a husband slash cousin that understood her love for science. She wasn't alone in the terrible world of sexism and death. Love wins. Let's talk about how Mary Somerville is remembered today. Firstly, Somerville was a tutor and mentor to Ada Lovelace, one of the leading computer programmers during her time. Somerville also familiarized Lovelace with a man named Charles Babbage. Together, this duo worked jointly to create the world's first computer. Had it not been for Somerville, our computer technologies would probably not be as advanced as they are today. Many events from Somerville's lifetime had contributed to her distinguished seat in the science community. All that's interesting says that in Scotland, a University of Edinburgh mathematics professor, Dr. John Playfair, had asked her to read Mechanique Celeste. In London, 1827, Somerville started translating the French Mécanique Celeste into English upon request of lawyer Henry Lord Broham. She carried through and explained its equations. Her 1831 translation is known as Mechanism of the Heavens, and this translation work and the explanations she did ignited her fame among the community of science. The word scientist is perhaps one of the most eminent ways in which Mary Somerville is honored today. Although this word is not a creation of hers, it certainly has important ties to her work and her research. Somerville's 1834 treatise on the connection of the physical sciences was read by William Wuwell, a scientific historian and wordsmith. Brain Pickings says that Wuwell referred to Somerville as a person of real science. According to All That's Interesting, after reflecting upon the treatise, Wuwell decided to pen a glowing review on it, but man of science was not the right term. Thus, the word scientist was crafted as a non-gender neutral term, but it was made to, quote, reflect the interdisciplinary nature of Somerville's expertise, end quote. Somerville also left a legacy of expanding the realms of planetary science. Her 1834 treatise, third edition, shared that a possible unexplored planet might explain the troubles in figuring out Uranus's exact position. This edition allowed information about Neptune to surface. Author Renee Berglund writes in her book, Maria Mitchell and the Sexing of Science, an astronomer among the American Romantics. Quote, Mary Somerville's books brought together previously disparate fields of mathematics, astronomy, geology, chemistry, and physics so clearly that the text became the backbone of Cambridge University's first science curriculum. Per Berglund's book, Wuwell said that Somerville's was no mere astronomer, physics, physicist, or chemist by a visionary thinker who articulated the connections among the various branches of inquiry. Mary Somerville was a woman of perseverance. Although she was rejected from the Vatican Observatory because of her gender, she and fellow astronomer Caroline Herschel broke history. In 1835, Somerville and Herschel were the first women to ever be accepted into the prestigious 
Royal Astronomical Society. In addition to that acceptance, a year prior in 1834, Somerville received honorary membership to both the Society of Physics and Natural History of Geneva and the Royal Irish Academy. Up until 1870, she was admitted to the American Geographical and Statistical Society, the American Philosophical Society, and the Italian Geographical Society. Many 20th century textbooks bear Somerville's ideas. She has a Scottish Parliament committee room, a main belt asteroid, a lunar crater on the eastern side of the moon, and numerous academic halls with her name. Probably one of the most renowned is the University of Oxford Somerville College. Bodleian Library, Oxford's main research library, and Somerville College hold the Somerville collection of at least 10,000 of her works. They include her writings, published works, and her writings with family relatives and other scholars. Mary Somerville is also remembered through architecture. Somerville's family and home is honored through Burnt Island Somerville Square. Somerville House honors her home in Burnt Island. Another Somerville House is the Brisbane, Australia Girls High School. And Somerville Island is a small island located in Barrow Strait, Nunavut. Theoretically, Leslie Manville played Somerville in the 2014 drama Mr. Turner. In 2017, the Royal Bank of Scotland created 10 new 10-pound notes with Somerville's portrait and a quote from On the Connection of Physical Sciences. Without the legacies and contributions of Mary Somerville, Earth might not be as advanced as it is today. Somerville's ties to Ada Lovelace helped skyrocket computer technology. And her works and books helped form the curricula of some of the world's most prestigious universities, such as Oxford and Cambridge. Today's astronomical advancements and studies would be far more behind without Somerville's hypothesis of an uncharted planet. Mary Somerville has not only empowered women, but she has also left behind an enormous and unparalleled legacy. So what did you guys think was the most interesting or surprising fact about Mary Fairfax Somerville? How are you inspired by her? Somerville is very inspiring to me because when presented with difficult circumstances, she didn't give up, but kept going. When you love what you're doing, pursue it with passion as Somerville pursued her passion in science and math. She did not let the opinions of others stop her. She broke the norm. Yeah, that reminds me of when she never gave up when she got rejected from the Vatican Observatory. And along with her bestie, she got into the Royal Astronomical Society as the first women admits. She wasn't afraid of anything, and she reminds me to embody relentlessness and tenacity in the things I do. I was totally inspired by her drive to learn. She overcame the social norms and became her own person detached from stereotypes, which is something I hope to achieve in my life. Honestly, I just really loved her resilience because me personally, I would need about six naps a day to do what she did. I'm glad she did it though. Mary really gave me hope for my own future. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast about Mary Fairfax Somerville. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to, to Girls Talk Math. Girls are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together. Fly a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man. You could be a female mathematician.